you increase so that it looks like an envelope. Then fold over one corner again so that there's a little tab sticking out at the end. Then the same for the other one, but so that you get a blunt point, not a pointed point. Blunter is better. Wait, 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 the man says. Hang on. Yes, a little triangle sticking out of the flap, the boy says. Then fold the small triangle back up on top of the flaps. Then fold outwards, not inwards, so that the triangle is on the outside. Make sure it's all even. Then take hold of the top and fold it down to make the first wing. Then flip over and do the same for the other wing. Make sure it's all even or it'll be out of control. The man looks at the plane in his hands. He creases it down, then opens it up. Outside on its top, it looks like a plain folded piece of paper. Inside, underneath, it is packed tight into itself with surprising neatness like origami like a small machine. The boy holds up his plane and points it towards the far end of the room. And that's the finished article, he says. It flies evenly and direct, very nicely from the boy's hand right into the corner. Actually, aerodynamic, the man thinks. Substantial for a single sheet of paper. It feels much heavier than it did before it was folded. But it isn't, is it? How can it be? Then he aims his own plane at the opposite corner by the door. It follows its flight path exactly. It's almost insolent, the exactness of it. The man laughs out loud. The boy nods and shrugs. Simple, the boy says. See? There. Was once a man who... One night, between the main course and the suite at a dinner party, went upstairs and locked himself in one of the bedrooms of the house of the people who were giving the dinner party. There was once a woman who had met this man thirty years before, had known him slightly for roughly two weeks in the middle of a summer when they were both seventeen, and hadn't seen him since, though they'd occasionally, for a few years after, exchanged Christmas cards, that kind of thing. Right now, the woman whose name was Anna was standing outside the locked bedroom door behind which the man, whose name was Miles, theoretically was. She had her arm raised and hand ready to... To what? Tap? Knock discreetly? This beautiful, perfectly done-out, perfectly dulled house would not stand for noise. Every creak was an affront to it, and the woman who owned it emanating disapproval, was just two feet behind her. But it was her fist she was standing there holding up like a 1980s cliché of a revolutionary ready to, well, nothing quite, batter, beat, pound, rain blows. Strange phrase to rain blows. Somewhere over the rainbow. She didn't remember much about him, but they'd never been friends in the first place if he wasn't the sort to enjoy a bad pun. Was he, unlike Anna right now, the kind of person who'd know what to say to a shut door if he was standing outside one trying to get someone on the other side to open it? The kind who could turn to that child stretched on her front as far up the stairs as her small self would go, the toes of her bare feet on the wood of the downstairs hall floor, and her chin in her hands on the fifth step, lying there, 
watching, and straight off be making the right kind of joke. What do you call two mushrooms on holiday? Fun guys. Straight off be holding forth about things like where a phrase like to rain blows came from in the first place. The woman standing behind Anna sighed. She somehow made a sigh sound cavernous. After it, the silence was even louder. Anna cleared her throat. Miles, she said to the wood of the door, are you there? But the bleat of her voice left her somehow less there herself. Ah, now, see, that's what it took, the good inappropriateness of that child. Half boy, all girl. She'd elbowed herself up the staircase, run up the stairs and was about to hammer on the door. Bang, bang, bang. Anna felt each thud go through her as if the child were hammering her on the chest.